0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Set Apart Podcast. My name is Monica Frazier, CEO, Community Advocate, and host of the Set Apart Podcast. At this very moment, I say to you to stay woke as we unveil another topic for all those listening, to get it right, and hey, let's get this podcast going. I want to introduce to you my sister in Christ, Kim. Kim. Broom. Amen. Hey Kim, how hey, you doing? I am
1: doing wonderful. So glad to be with you, Monica.
0: Yes. Yeah, so today we chose the subject of
1: as spiritual
0: warfare, because as believers, new believers, old believers, mm-hmm. and even that unbeliever that has that seed planted in their spirit, and God is trying to draw them nigh, and they're rejecting. You need to understand what spiritual warfare is about. Oh, and we will not forget the backslidden believer, the one who has lost their way and is trying to come back home. So here we go. You know, I always tell you to get your pencil and your paper and be prepared to take notes. And we're getting ready to get on down with the get down. How about that? That's good. Okay, so Kim, when you and I talked about spiritual warfare, we said we were going to talk about... What spiritual warfare was, Yes. why the spiritual warfare, how it works. And In everyday life mm-hmm, examples. examples. So what do you have uh, as your example or what is your definition of spiritual warfare?
1: First of all, spiritual warfare, Monica, for me, it's not something that's always external first. It's something that's internal. In our own hearts, in our own minds, like in Romans chapter 7, when Paul talks about the struggle that he goes through, that's everyone's struggle. That's every believer's struggle. So no one should feel um, uncomfortable or disqualified or like something's wrong with them when they have those struggles because it's part of our life in Christ that we're going to experience those times of opposition against our progress, against our growth, against our walking into confirmation or conforming to who God called us to be in Christ Jesus. So it's not something external, but it's warring against the principalities and powers that are opposing us not just externally, but even in the four walls of our home. In that Romans 7 that you're talking about, it was when he was talking about that
0: struggle of sin, yes. which is what we say, you know, when we want to do right. Yes. And um, we know we should be doing right, but it's something in in that desire within our bodies on the inside that make us want to do the wrong. Yes. So it's kind of like that example of, Wanting to stop doing drugs, knowing you shouldn't be doing drugs, but then the enemy still lugs on you and pulls you in to continue to use those drugs when it talks about spiritual warfare. Because the reason we're talking about spiritual warfare is because we want you to understand it, and we want you to understand how to war yes amen you have to understand how to war you have to understand when you're in the spiritual warfare you have to understand all of the triggers that trigger spiritual warfare because satan doesn't want us to get it he does not he wants to deceive us what's the scripture that says he's here to kill Kill, steal steal and destroy and destroy. Mm -hmm. and he will use you up until you are nothing and then he will move on to the next. Yes. So, Kim, I took a piece of Ephesians 6, 11, and 12, and it reads, Put on all of the armor that God gives you so that you will be able to stand up against the devil's evil tricks. For we are not fighting against human beings, but against wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world, the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of the dark age. I kind of got stuck on cosmic powers mm-hmm. because I was thinking we so often get mad at each other.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true, Monica.
0: And it says in scripture, you're not fighting against the human being. Yes. You're really fighting against the spirits within within that person. Yes. You know, Satan is using that person. So that helps mm-hmm. you to understand why not to get mad even when we still do get mad or not stay mad because it is the spirit within that person, and that's what the devil does. Yes. I tried to break it down because in certain versions, they call it wiles instead of, you know, tricks. Yes. And that's the, the devices, what they use to deceive. And so in spiritual warfare, even if we're experiencing it in dealing with other people, um, it may be pain inflicted on us as we experience that fight with someone else who is under the attack, but the attack is also against us because we're becoming angry with that person, but that person that's actually delivering
1: the attack is being deceived. Yes. As a matter of fact, my husband and I were talking with our oldest son just before we got together, and he was saying that um, on his job, one of the uh, residents in the city of Flint had come and and was attacking him about the job he was doing, and he was just saying that he got angry. And so... I was telling him, I said, you know, you do grow to the point that when someone comes at you, you can stay in that place of peace because they're they're frustrated and they're dealing with something that's irritating them, but they're taking it out on you. And as you stay in the word and prayerful, even when you're on your job, being prayerful as you go out each day, God says, I'm sending you out as uh, in the midst of wolves, you yes. are going out, but to be wise as a serpent mm-hmm. and harmless as a dove. And I think it's something, Monica, that we have to stay conscientious of more so than we want to.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want
1: to just relax and kick back and take it easy, but that's not how a soldier lives. Mm-mm. Even in times of peace, a soldier is always in a mindset if something pops mm-hmm. off, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Satan is that instigator when we're talking or we may be fellowshipping or you're out at the store, you're out at the mall and you're having a good time and we're out there. And then all of a sudden something happens and maybe somebody goes off on you or somebody says something. Well, immediately our flesh may be respond, but the Holy Spirit is right there to kind of catch our, our collar, our mm-hmm. coattail. And we can respond in a way that is God honoring and that even we, you know, are like, praise God, I didn't go left like I wanted to, Mm -hmm. but would be able to diffuse the situation Mm -hmm. by staying in that place of peace. But we're always in that place, even in our homes or on our job, when we're out somewhere that we can encounter that conflict. Because first and foremost, you know, I believe we are spirits. Mm -hmm. God has given us a soul and we live in these flesh suits. That's what I call these earthly flesh suits. So when you encounter somebody, you may not even know why they're responding the way they're responding. But we have to remember that spiritual conflict, that spiritual, they recognize Mm -hmm. you as a woman of God. Mm -hmm. They want to come against you to try to besmirch your Christian testimony. Mm -hmm. And um, God wants us to walk wisely, to walk circumspectly, to not walk as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time and understanding where we are.
0: Okay, so I was thinking about what you were saying when you were talking about um, us as human beings and how we are a spirit, and then it took me back to the other part of when it says, for we wrestle not against uh, humans in flesh and blood. So the flesh and blood, uh, listeners, uh, when you're talking about this scripture in Ephesians uh, 6, 11 through 12, It's it's our foes and our enemies. The devil uses that flesh and blood where Mm -hmm. he plants his spirit within you, and then he allows that human to do the things that they do because he's deceiving them. So you got to understand when you're warring against an individual, he's deceiving them through their mind to believe these different things that they believe, and then they may lash out at you. Okay, so your spiritual warfare is in how you respond. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we have to stay alert. Yes. We are soldiers. We are never to sleep. Yes. And the only way we're able to stay alert is through the Word of God. And we have to be just on it all of the time. Yes. And and we're not perfect. So, right. yeah, we have all fallen asleep sometime, and yes. we get sidetracked. We have to be... uh wise as serpents yes. but that's like that snake in tall grass when you look at the other side of the coin with the serpent you know he kind of sometimes slither his way in there mm. and when you thinking everything is all good and gravy and it winds up being another battle yes and so what we're talking about right now listeners is what is spiritual warfare we've already kind of given you a backdrop of how it can work how it can be warfare for us but then how it can be warfare for the person that's delivering the war when we're dealing with each other daily in our life because every day we're dealing with people, we're talking to yes. people. And so this is more of a focus on when you're just dealing with individuals daily and how it's important that we uh, stay alert Yes, and pay attention. The devil is tricky. This is his Baby. job. He doesn't want us to have peace. And so he uses everything any device that he can to create a fight to pull us away from God. Yes. So that is the the warfare that we are warring against. The devil does not want us to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. The devil wants us to serve darkness, yes. which is him. But when serving him, you're going to always be destroyed always. in the end, in mm-hmm. the end. So
1: why spiritual warfare? Kim, why do you think? You know what, Monica, I go all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to Genesis. Mm-hmm. When um, we think about God, we can see the events happening in the world and we can feel perplexed. Like what in the world is going on? What's happening? And sometimes it can cause us to feel afraid or it can cause us to feel confused or just wondering, but I go all the way back to Genesis. And after God created everything that we needed, well, Satan came in after God created us because he wanted to pull us into that same rebellion. Mm -hmm. He wants to deceive and he wants to trick us and make us think God is holding out on you. So he talked to Eve and eventually got in there to make her believe, you know, God is holding out on you. He's that one, you know, you in the garden, y'all tending it. What do you mean you can't eat from that tree right there? You know, if you eat from that tree, God just know you're going to be wise just like him. And so he's still that thread that he caused in that deception and caused the fall of man, which is why we're we, where we are today. So I, I listened to a couple
0: of things you said when you know, and I, I thought about Satan has his helpers. He has all of his fallen angels. Yes. Okay. And then another reason for the why for the spiritual warfare is that um, spiritual warfare is the hardest part of the Christian believers walk. Mm-hmm. Because God wants us to submit and to trust him.
1: Amen.
0: And we want to do it in our natural abilities, which is what Adam and Eve did.
1: Mm-hmm. When they ate yes. that fruit,
0: they listened they they made their decision out of their natural spirit yes. and that is why they fail and so that is why we have the spiritual warfare yes. right now yes. because now we had they had a choice then we have a choice now are Amen. we going to totally submit to Jesus or are we going to totally submit to ourselves which is the kingdom of darkness which is satan you know, because we have to understand that we are no longer for ourselves.
1: That's right. And that's
0: another part of the spiritual warfare is understanding that you are not here for you. When yes. Jesus died on that cross for us, we are indebted to him. Amen. To live life totally the way he has instructed us to do. Amen. And so that struggle of spiritual warfare is that fight between doing what you want to do and doing what he said to do. Amen. And so sometimes
1: we get to do what we want to do, but when he says to do it. Yes. You know, yes, so, You know, Monica, can I share something in regards to what you just said when mm-hmm. you talked about Satan having the whole host of angels because mm-hmm. he took a third of the angels mm-hmm. with him. You know, um, you referenced that scripture just a few minutes ago in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, for we do not wrestle, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, one time I went through and I searched uh, in Blue Letter Bible. It's a very good Bible, helpful tool. Bible tool on the internet, and I looked up those categories, and I just wanted to go over those quickly. Principalities. Principalities are a series of leaders, rulers, magistrates Mm -hmm. that have rank and organization. Mm -hmm. Powers are spirits with given authority. Mm -hmm. When it talks about rulers of the darkness of this world, they are lords of the world, princes of this age. And the wickedness, the wicked spirits are injurious and destructive. So when I looked at that, that kind of put it in a whole different light. These aren't just, you know, little things just scurrying around. They Mm -mm. they don't know what they're doing. Mm -mm. Oh, he has his stuff together. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we can't afford to sleep Mm -mm. or walk as though, oh, everything's, you know, cool Christ already won the victory at the cross, but we, through our lives, we enforce that victory. Mm -hmm. We enforce that victory with the word of God.
0: Mm -hmm. And then, and when I was thinking about when you were just mentioning the principalities, uh, Satan is at war even in heaven. When I think about the higher places, Satan is warring with God right now. And as believers, we understand that we have the victory. And in the end, it's still going to be victorious Amen. for us. And sta- Satan is still going to lose. Amen. But so what he's trying to do is see how many of us he can draw into him to dis- that can be destroyed right along with him yes. when the end time comes. Mm. So that's why it is, it's just so important that we stay alert. It's Amen. so important that we understand who we are and how our walk is in the um, body of Christ and as Christian Christian slash believers, because the choices that we make can either help us or destroy us us. Mm -hmm. or hurt us. Listeners, okay, we've made uh, reference to quite a few scriptures. We said to read Romans 7. We definitely want you to read Ephesians 6. We want you to read the first three chapters of Genesis. And these are all kind of just setting the tone to kind of letting you see where the start of the fall uh, began. And then go into, what is it, Blue Letter?
1: BlueLetterBible.com.
0: BlueLetterBible.com online, Mm -hmm. which is good. I do reference to that. It gives you an opportunity to put specific words in to gather deeper understanding. So this is just the simple things that you can do to begin to draw yourself uh, back to Christ Amen. and understand how to war beautiful. so I have here the key to understanding the key to understanding is that Satan's goal is to plant doubt and worry in our mind he will redirect our entire focus on our situation instead of on God if Satan can get our minds off of God then we'll lose our ability to believe oh, and that is what he does so listeners I need you to study Jude. Jude is just one book. One book. Okay. Because, like I said, we're here on earth. So you have to understand how he operates, how the warfare operates, and how he uses people. And the reason I'm kind of sticking to people is because we deal with people all of the time. We can't get around it. And we always want to get mad at people. people. You know, now, Kim and I are going to go over examples. And even in our examples, think about it, it's through people. Yes. (laughs) It's through people, you know, when you think about it. So if you read (laughs) Jude, on Jude 4, it says, this is what happens in the church, believers. And this is what happens in other places, too. But I'm going to say in the church because we're the body of Christ, so we are the church. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord, God, and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Now that was in the King James Version. In the Good News Translation, it says, For some godless people have slipped in unnoticed among us, persons who distort the message, about the grace of our God in order to excuse their immoral ways and who reject Jesus Christ, our only master and Lord. Long ago, the scriptures predicted the condemnation they have received. So you need to understand that godless people will come in and pretend to be believers Mm -hmm. and begin to distort the message to excuse their immoral ways, and then they draw in other believers. That's why we have so many believers now who are questioning if Mm -hmm. God is real Mm -hmm. and who have moved away from the Christian faith and then they'll say, well, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Mm. They take the things or the different ideas that pleases them in the lust and they distort it and they'll pick a scripture that may suit them or a piece of the scripture. And then those who have not studied their word or who may want to continue to indulge in their desires and lustful ways, will embrace that scripture to make the excuse for why they do what they do. So, that's the tool. You know, that's the tool of the enemy right there. They come in, they pretend to be believers, and then they distort the word, and then they draw uh, those who were in the faith in, believing that their word is true, most often because it supports something that they desire to do in their natural ability anyway. Yes. So then they can make excuses for why that they do it.
1: You know, my daughter and I were talking the other day, and I had just made a comment to her that you can pick a scripture out of context mm-hmm. and make it say anything you want to, mm-hmm. but we have to leave the scriptures in their context, and we have to look at them through the whole lens of scripture. We're called to... Uh, We're called to be ambassadors in this world. The Bible calls us that we're aliens. We're sojourners down here. And our biblical view has to be a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Our view on, on different subjects, different topics, whatever the case may be. They have to line up with Scripture. Scripture has to be the filter, just like a coffee filter. Mm -hmm. keeps out the granules so you can get the rich taste of that brew without the nasty granules. You know, it it filters them out. The Word of God is our filter that we pass through different ideologies and philosophies and cliches that we may hear. Those are the things that we need to allow the Word of God to judge. And just uh, if you don't mind bouncing up above the Scripture where you started in Jude chapter 4, Jude says in verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, he says, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. And when I looked up that word contend, in Blue Letter Bible, it means to strive, to mm-hmm. fight against, as in a contest, to war uh, um, earnestly mm-hmm. against. Because that was a scripture the Lord told me about three or four months ago when I was awake and just feeling a little like, Lord, you know what's going on in our country. And He said, Kim, you have to contend for the faith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I heard that before. So when I jumped up and went and looked looked it up. It was here in the book of Jude. So when you said Jude, my heart was happy Mm -hmm. because he's telling us it's something we have to contend for.
0: Right. And I just want to say to you listeners that I really battled when doing podcasts about uh, being conscious about certain subject areas. And and it's not to offend anyone because I love Mm -hmm. all of you, but I have to Mm -hmm. speak the word. I have to speak the word. I have to tell you the truth. You can love me and disagree or you can love me and agree because I'm I don't have the power to send you to heaven or hell. Amen. But I, I am uh, supposed to deliver and minister. On the things that God has instructed us. Amen. So when you hear certain things you can do just like I do sometimes and say, oh, well, I don't agree with that. Right. You don't have to agree with it, but open up your Bible Amen. and really ask him to give you understanding. And then maybe at some point we'll we'll come to that happy medium because anybody that's in the body of Christ, we're going to come to that same happy medium, yes. that same we will eventually always connect Amen. And be on the same page. What we're talking about, we told you the why. So now we're talking about how it's used and how we have to fight it. Okay, so we already said that godless people come in and pretend. And then we said godless people are tools of Satan. Mm -hmm. And they are the flesh and blood. This is the enemy we're talking about. And through that, uh, here's some of my examples. I have sexual immorality, not believing in Jesus and saying that he was just a prophet. But believing in God. Mm. If you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe in God. I say that to any religion outside of the Christian faith that believes that Jesus is Lord. You cannot believe in God and then say you don't believe that Jesus mm -hmm. is Lord. Because Mm -hmm. guess what? You don't believe in God. And then, Kim, where is the scripture that says there's one Lord? One, one Lord. That's
1: in Corinthians. I yeah. don't know which one. It's yeah. either in 1st or 2nd Corinthians.
0: Uh, look up Blue Letter Bible. Yes. And do your homework. And there's a scripture in there that says there's one Lord, one God, one baptism. Yes. Okay. And so if you do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, then you do not believe in God. Believers switching from practicing Christianity to just being spiritual, it's all deception. Mm. It's all a ploy of the enemy. These are the foes. This is the flesh and blood. This is the people that, that we deal with that is coming around spreading these rumors that are untrue. So this is a part of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's trying to remove you from your Christian faith. So, Kim, I have another one here. Godless people will attack anything they do not understand. Satan will use humans to attack anything that they do not understand about God's holy
1: words. That is so very true. Mm -hmm. What we saw at the Capitol a few weeks ago, when I saw it, This is what God said. He said, what you're seeing is a rejection of authority. Mm -hmm. It starts with me. When we reject God's authority, it's going to start filtering down into our homes. So goes the home. So goes the culture. When there's a a rejection of that parental authority, it's going to start to flow out that there's a rejection of, of, uh, political authority. There's a rejection of the uh, police authority. I'm rejecting authority. And what you're seeing is an outflow of rejection. And I'm, I just said, okay, father, you know what, show me how to pray. But when we're, um, in this, in this, Fight of, of spiritual warfare. It's even a warfare when we see um, injustices, but God calls us to peace. He calls us to reconciliation, and we have to ask God for wisdom in how to navigate the things that we see happening today.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I was thinking about when you were talking about the Capitol. This is Jude 10. But these people attack, mm. insult anything they do not understand, and those things that they know by instinct. Wow. Like wild animals and the very things that destroy them. So I can even take it a step further and even say the president that enticed them to go and do this act. If I just take it back four years, the reason he spent so much time insulting and attacking those who had a knowledge base on specific things, he didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So his attack was to attack them. Mm -hmm. And even though that was from a natural perspective, but at the yes. same time, it's still very spiritual. It, very,
1: it is. That's still, where it stems It, it, it stems,
0: it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so when they made that attack on Capitol, they rejected the authority of what thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, they were deceived because they were being, what they figured, obedient to what the president said. And that's like the little antichrists that are running around here mm-hmm. because those are the things that they're gonna do. But when I'm sitting here giving examples of how they work through people, they come and they misinterpret all this stuff to you and they're delusional, you're delusional, mm. and you really begin to believe all of this stuff and then you go and you do these acts. Not even realizing what you signed up for.
1: Yes. You know, that's that's what I was telling
0: you when we were talking about what happened at the Capitol. A lot of these people don't even realize what they signed up for because they have been deceived. They have been tricked, Mm. you know, from the enemy. And so have the person who instructed them to do it. Mm -hmm. And so as believers, then what do we do, Kim, when we see
1: this? We have to know, and we deal with with spiritual warfare the same way that Christ dealt with it in Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was in the wilderness and the enemy came and tempted him after he had been fasting 40 days and nights, Jesus' response, he didn't get into a dialogue with the enemy like Satan, like, a, I'm sorry, like Eve did in the garden. He didn't dialogue. Mm-hmm. He said, it is written, mm-hmm. man will not live by bread alone, mm-hmm. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Man is to worship the Lord thy God. You shall not, it is written, you shall not put the Lord thy God to the foolish test. Well, if I don't know what's written... I can't say what's written. Mm -hmm. I said, we're not going out and committing crimes. We're not going out and hurting people, are we? No, we're not. Because there's nothing in you that if someone incites that, that you're going to respond to because you're a daughter of God, you're a child of God, and you're sold out to him. But if someone comes espousing a rhetoric that is already, is something on the inside of you, whether it's hate, rejection of authority, rejection of God, hatred of other people, they're going to attach to that. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to give you license to go out and give vent to something that's in you. So we have to hide the word of God in our hearts and submit ourselves to what God says. So we have to have that compassion to be able to pray for those who Mm -hmm. are opposing God.
0: Mm -hmm. That's it right there. Okay, so listeners, I want you to stay focused. Now, even though we did go back and we used the capital... Because that, too, is spiritual warfare, okay? Mm -hmm. And it ended that when I asked him, what shall we do? She hit it right on the head, that we pray. Yes. We continue to pray. We pray for them because even in their delusional ways we're not trying to talk about politics but if you just yes. listen i focused in and it was all spiritual mm-hmm. even they believe that god told some of them believe that god told them to do that wow. now how can god tell you to do something that's going to do harm On other people. So that took me to Jude 11. You need to really read all of Jude listeners Mm. because it compared with Ephesians 6, 11, and 12, and it talked about the principalities and the cosmic powers and all of that. That's all of this right here. That was all a Capitol Hill at that moment. Jude 11 says, how terrible for them. They have followed the way of Cain for the sake of money. They have given themselves over to error. They have rebelled as Korah rebelled and like him, they were destroyed. I'm gonna break this down to you, and then we're gonna go ahead and move on. So when we talked about the insurrection at the Capitol, and we talked about them being deceived and following the instruction of their leader, the reason the leader has implemented all of this instruction was because of what? Jealousy, Mm -hmm. envy, that's when I think about when it says, they have followed the way of Cain. Mm-hmm. So you, you all need to understand that when you are jealous and you are envious, those are other forms of spiritual warfare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what it does in the end, if you do not trust and follow God's way, you will be destroyed. Here's another nugget. Godless people have chosen the character of Cain... Being filled with envy, hatred, and murder of souls by creating false doctrine due to the absence of God. The goal is to turn the hearts of believers away from God. That is the goal. So they will create all type of Mm -hmm. chaos and lies and deceit to support their need never intending on being there for you in the end, Mm -hmm. only for self-preservation and in the end to destroy you, and they won't look back. A godless person is a gainsayer, one who disagrees or contradicts or denies what is true. Mm -hmm. So Jude 12, with their shameless carousing, they are like dirty spots in your fellowship meals they take care of only themselves they are like clouds carrying along by the wind but bringing no rain they're like trees that bear no fruit even in the autumn trees that have been pulled up by the roots are completely dead so you know what they smooth their way in they break bread with you you know you 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 know how pimp daddy yes. used to be <laughs>
1: I saw one on TV the other day. Daddy, you know, he he talked <laughs> that good talk. That. And, and, yes. and and these
0: people come into our churches, Kim. Yes,
1: they do. Yes, they do. Sis. And they will corrupt and yeah. spoil the whole church if you let mm-hmm. them. So that's why we have to be alert. Yes, we do. God warns of them, the, the tares being sown among the wheat. And we have to, as you said, we have to be alert and aware. We have to stand ready to stand guard in the defense of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's so true. Yep. Yeah, and so I have something here too
0: I said. A believer is torn between life and death. Why? It is hard for the believer to release the current situation and or prevent struggling experiences and put their trust in God because they are driven by what they can see. This is the war. When we choose ourselves over God, we are representing the lack of faith. Mm-hmm. The key is striving to become a seasoned believer that understands Amen. the war, knows when they are at war, and understands how to strategically war. Amen. When a believer becomes a seasoned warrior, they will relax in the war with peace because of their faith, trust, and submission in God. They have their armor on and are equipped to see the battle to completion, victorious, stronger, and stronger for their successful experiences. Mm -hmm. And I have come to a place when situations are going on in my life. The first thing I have to do is just start talking to God because, you know, I was telling you how when we talk, the closer you get to God, you know where you are every moment. That's a part of being alert, too, mm-hmm. I believe, is because you know when you're in a bad mood. You know yes. when you've done wrong. You know when you've done something you shouldn't do. That's you so know true. when the devil is messing with your mind because sometimes he'll put little crazy thoughts all in crazy your head that talks. just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. And you spend all of your time just, oh, c- nope, 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 get back. get, get Don't even do it. Right. Don't even do it. And so now... Even if I'm in a situation that I know is a test, then I'm, I'm at the point now, Kim, where it's like, no, I got to pass this test. Amen. I got to pass this test because if <laughs> I spend time worrying about it, I know I'm going to be running around that mountain again. Yes. You know, so I just make myself relax in it. Amen. And then I have a prayer book and I'll start reading the particular prayers out loud. <laughs> yes.
1: But just as we're not fighting against flesh and blood, neither are our prayers. Uh, weapons for this warfare flesh and blood Mm -hmm. he tells us what the weapons of our warfare are in ephesians so as uh, sister monica had alluded to go to blue letter bible and and type in armor of god or ephesians chapter six and you can go and see and even go into more of a of a deeper study however the spirit of the lord would lead you that you can grow in your understanding and we grow in the knowledge of the grace of god
0: Okay, so we're talking about spiritual warfare, listeners. We're still on track. You know, sometimes we get caught up in our conversations and we go left when we should be right. But we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're using people examples because often it's in how we respond and how we are enticed by satan's devices mm-hmm. he uses yes, things in our mind absolutely. that's how we come up with depression that's how we come up with schizophrenia yes. that's anxiety. how we come up with mm-hmm. anxiety uh bipolar yes. you know he uses all of these tools and then we start saying that we have them yes we start confessing them and embracing the things that 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 he says that we have and and let me just tell you I'm not gonna say that all of us has not experienced those particular things, but in the midst of experiencing those things, this is the warfare of trusting God and praying for deliverance and praying for healing until it comes. You're trusting and you're praying and you're believing. You're trusting and you're praying and you're believing and you're trusting and you're praying and and you're believing. And you you feel like sometimes your experience has taken a long time for the healing to come or for the deliverance to come. And only to, to experience that when he does take you out of that, Mm -hmm. you've First of all, pass the test because you've showed that you trusted and you leaned on him. Amen. But then you also realized that what you thought took so long to go away wasn't with you that long. It only appeared to be long when you were experiencing it. Yes. And so we're talking about spiritual warfare. The enemy is out here using our people, our sisters and brothers in Christ, our children, and we have Mm. to understand it so that we can understand how to fight it. We have to understand it so that when we're dealing with people who are not believers, who don't know the way, or believers that have backslidden, then we know how to fight it because then we begin to fight it for them because if they are unaware we have to fight it from them that's that's our whole role that's why we are here we have to fight for others and fight for our families and fight for ourselves we are in a war And it's
1: called spiritual Spiritual warfare. Warfare. Oh, I was just going to say, Monica, when you said that, praying and warring, my husband and I, we had our first son, and and I had lost, had a first miscarriage and when we had our daughter. And we thought we were done, but found out I was expecting again, and um, I lost the second one. Well, when I found out I was pregnant with our third son, we have three children, when without well, not our third son our second son but our third child, um, that was a spiritual warfare because there was so much fear. When I found out and the test came positive, it's like I could hear in my ear I could hear the like a prison door clanging shut mm-hmm. and just gripped and frozen and I just started crying because I was so scared. I said Lord, I can't take I can't go through losing another child. I was watching television one day, and this lady mentioned the verse. I hadn't read it before, but it was in Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, and she shared it. It says, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I jumped up off that sofa. I got my Bible, and I found that verse. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to my heart, this is your sword to fight this Mm -hmm, battle. Glory mm -hmm. to God. He said, this is your sword to fight this battle. Now, I had dreams and I knew that God would speak to me through dreams. So, of course, the enemy, I would have dreams that the walls would just start bleeding. Mm -hmm. Or I was having another miscarriage, just tormenting Fear has torment. That's yes. what God said. Mm-hmm. But he said, perfect love drives out all fear. And when I would be so afraid and crying, and I would tell the Lord, you know, just take it away, take the fear away. He would say, Speak that word. Open your mouth and release the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, you can just, you can just make it go away. Well, he would just tell me it didn't matter if I was crying on the floor, or whatever. He would say, Kim, open your mouth, speak the word, say the scripture. Kept on, Monica, it was at the end of the first trimester. You talk about long, three months. Mm -hmm. That felt like 40 years. Mm -hmm. But at the end of that uh, first trimester, I was just sitting on the sofa doing something, and he said, speak that scripture. And I was like, so you shall serve the Lord your God. And I mean, (laughs) just like that, so kind of indifferent. But sister, when I said, and uh, I will, none of you, I will fulfill the number of your days. None of you shall suffer miscarriage or be barren. It was such a power that hit, and it's like I could feel that fear, that grip of fear just, oh, it's like it it just took a hard hit, Mm -hmm. and it loosened. And I was so excited, and he said, you've got six more months to go. You don't let up because you sense a a hint of victory. Mm -hmm. You have to war. For your son. Mm -hmm. And it it was real that spiritual warfare. God gives us his word to fight and to battle. And sometimes, sis like you just alluded to, it may mean we have to stand. It's Mm -hmm. not twenty-four hours. It may not be a week. It may be a month. It may be two months. Mm -hmm. But are you willing to stand Mm -hmm. until you see the manifestation of what God has told you? Mm -hmm. You just said it. Oh my gosh, you just said it again because that is the key is the ability to
0: stand Ooh. that's why it's called warfare yes. because yes. so often we don't have the patience we want things to be fixed quickly and then we tend to do it our own way yes. and that's how we get manipulated yes. by yes. wrongful mm-hmm. thinking um Delusional people, wicked people coming into our spirits because we're trying to fix this situation that we may not like. And then we wind up making the matter much more severe and worse for us to get out of, and it could even harm or destroy us. We're talking about spiritual warfare, but it is real. Real. It is very real. We're going to talk about now how to fight. Amen. Okay? So when we told you to read Ephesians 6, um, we want you to read it thoroughly Because it gives you all of the tools to fight. Kim, can you switch to your Bible and give them the tools real quick?
1: Yes, yes, I sure will. It says, you want me to start at 13? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, verse 14, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so remember the first weapon of God's armor is
0: the belt of truth yes when we are war and when we are in a war We must understand the purpose of the belt of truth and walk in it. We know what we know, and we believe what we believe. The second weapon of God's armor is the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness comes from the Lord. We are unable to do anything on our own. As we encounter Satan and his minions, it is important that we stand firm and always remain in prayer. The 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 third weapon is the shoes of peace. If we believe that Jesus is Lord, then we are sharing the gospel to the world. Amen. We should be living in his truth in our lives. The fourth weapon of God's armor is the shield of faith. We must remain faithful during the test and continue to trust God. The fifth weapon of God's armor is the helmet of salvation. We should know... By now, that salvation means that we are saved and have been delivered. So be careful of all of those crazy, wicked things and thoughts yes. that are placed in your mind by the wicked people and, and just fears and, yes. and all of that. Anything that comes up in your mind, if it doesn't line up with God, you probably shouldn't even be thinking about it, <laughs> okay? Amen. The sixth weapon of God's armor is the sword of the Spirit. This is the Word of God always speak that word back Amen. when you when you are thinking crazy things or you have certain fears I personally immediately begin to start talking to God Amen. and then I'll even ask him Lord what's wrong with me? I know I'm crazy. Why am I talking like this? I shouldn't even be thinking this which Kim and I have said often is pray Prayer. without Amen. ceasing. So you all have learned spiritual warfare what it is, why it is, and how to fight. We just Want you to really, truly study your Word of God, yes, and get an understanding because this helps you to also understand your place, who you are, where you are, and why you're thinking at that time. It helps you to war. So we're gonna close out, and I'm gonna say, Kim, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I have enjoyed. Yes, and I want to give a shout out always. To Randy Seal with Reflective yes. Productions and Recording. Amen. Because he is the one that records all of my podcasts. And if you need for any now, type now. of studio for anything, that if you believe you are a star, you come to Randy Seal <laughs> because he'll make you a star. <laughs> yeah, all you, you have to, to do is, is shoot an email to Randy Seal, S E A L E, at Reflective Productions and And stay blessed, and I love you.
1: Father, not for you and me, so repent and be,
0: S-E-T-A-P-A-R-T.